nigga trying to murder me Visions of my love was down in 911 emergency Cause I jacked a nigga and took his work, man I made it work for me If he come back and kill me, I know this shit was business, man I never take it personally Skinny black nigga, rich off rap, sweat on my own back Niggas ain't show me how to cook, had to fuck up my own back Dumb high, Marty McFly, put down the crack bed on myself Like I went back to the future with a rap almanac Got powder on my table, the label called for they offer back Henry on my line, I ain't got his bread, I can't call him back Plus I got a show, the promoters ain't got the dope for that He lost and set me back, man, I'm literally selling dope to rap I can't a nigga cope with that Man, my uncle died off of overdoses And the fucked up part about that is I know I supplied the nigga that sold Put a pistol to my head, I was way too scared, drunk off emotions I'm drinking and taking these drugs, cause I can't numb the pain with smoking Loner, but I hate to be lonely I fuck a bitch, she fall in love, but I just wanna be homies if I fall off and get locked up, she might just fuck on the homies Most niggas die over love for a bitch or having trust in they homies A skinny black nigga, rich off rap My nigga baby mama fiend, can't keep this bitch off smack She called the police, now he doing seven years for a sec He told me look after his kids and a week later that bitch turned up whack It's just the cold nigga I pray Allah protect my soul nigga Lord give me the strength to ignore the things I can't control nigga Cause I was living about a cold nigga. Yeah. Okay. That's how we feel. We die. It's like we go kill one of them. One of them die. Cause they down for it. They'll get took out. And they come back. And then it's a huge here. They don't want no more to I was feeling myself. I'm that guy, head in the sky with too much pride. So what it look like me committing a suicide? You know, back back to Ed Burrell, like yeah, his, his story is really fascinating. So he talks about so many different things, but like everything adds up to like he actually did this. Like he, he wrote the pictures of places he went to, and like in his normal life, like there's no there's no accounts that he had money or actually ever traveled to places. You know, if you travel to Egypt, Brian, there's records. You have a passport. You know what I'm saying? You can talk in there. You can talk in there. Absolutely. I mean, right. why do you want to talk? But I'm equally dark and light sometimes. So when I'm, I need to check myself. When I'm more, more than happy, 
In what ways are people doing this? Apparently, Are you saying like how people are unintentionally unbalancing themselves and making themselves unhappy unintentionally, maybe unknowingly? Yeah. Okay, yes. <laughs> it is more likely because there are just, you know, there's no judgment here, but, you know, yeah. when we talk about change, you have to have a desire to change. But I think a lot of folks aren't really aware of what they need to change, we're just afraid. And it takes a lot of bravery and courage. Face your, your, your just primary fears. So there's a lot of people that are out of balance because they're spending more time placating their desires and lying to themselves and not working on their primary fears and lying to themselves. But in doing so and lying to themselves, they are separating, disconnecting more from their own humanity, their own happiness, their happiness, their core. Our humanity. Yeah, because we were really born free. We're supposed to be free, but... We repress ourselves. When we just energy. Yes. We are, we are most pure form. We are just energy. And when we are getting our weaker, most primitive selves, we are wasting our energy. When we are... Is this good? You can knock yourself up. I mean, I, I, don't, I haven't tried it, but you're going to try it. I, I, it's something... I, I can't remember if I tried it. It might be good. I'm not setting you up. It sounds good. Sounds. Uh, there might be like a, uh, a Bud Light or something like that. The other fridge, you know, so you want like something traditional. This is the Bud Light. Bud Light orange. It's got a little bit of orange flavor in it, but it's a Bud Light's beer. You got like a Blue Moon beer with like an orange peel in it. That's kind of like what they're trying to, trying to be fancy. It's about. Right, right, you're leaking, you're leaking, you're leaking. Oh, you got one? Yeah. There you go. Why you ain't you set this? Well, I thought that would work. Why would I stop? It work. It did work. It's not that I enjoy seeing you struggle. Uh, if I, I see you got an idea, enjoy seeing you struggle, but if I see you got an idea, it looks like you got it. It's gonna work. I'm gonna let you try it. I was fucking. This shit is gonna be sticky on my toe. My bad. But you don't stop a scientist from applying their idea because then you don't learn. I don't give a fuck. If, if I'm if I'm gonna tell a scientist what to do. Man, I'm not going to learn their techniques. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but, uh, anywho. But, yes, you're right about the sciences. Anyway, it comes down to this is the core basis of a principle that we can, we can practice and how we can really find happiness. Easier said than none, but we got to practice starving our demons and feeding our light. Yeah. When we unintentionally feed our demons and they get stronger, it's a parasitic relationship. They're only going to, you know, drain more of our life force while they lie to us, whisper in our ears. They're going to hold us down and take care of us as long as you feed them. It's a lie. Does a tick or a leech before it puts some heads out the numb before they bite and suck blood they tap you and say hey yo yo I'm about to suck your blood fuck you up (laughs) nope no 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 leeches don't say that as a matter of fact uh, a leech don't worry they'll stop sucking your blood because you'll never know they're there they put some some type of enzyme that that numbs so you can never feel them biting the only reason they leave is because they're full of your blood but 
you knew the leash was there, you would kill it and remove it. But there's a lot of demons out there. They're, you know, they're really tricky and crafty. You know, they're, they're, they're behind us feeding. They get their fill. They might bounce. They might come back. I believe they just, they usually try to mimic and, and, and sit and ride as close to the, the, uh, things, the image you have of love, you know. Yes, now, we, now we're talking about the core principles of death stranding, chirality. Most yes, vulnerable. so these are how demons work. If there's a demon energy that fe- feeds off of um, hatred, it's taking your love. It's the opposite energy. So if there's a demon of greed, you know what I'm saying? It's taking away your light of substance. For every everything in this world, there's an opposite. Everything, there's an opposite. If you can think of an opposite energy, it would counter that other energy. So that's the basis of naming your demons. When you're able to name your demons, you're able to mimic that demon and drain it instead of it draining you. The same way that pharmaceuticals and drugs interact in a chiral sense. Left hand, right hand. Can't be superposed on each other, but they can mimic each other. Left hand, right hand can't work with each other. They're not the same. They can work independently. They're almost the same. But the left hand and right hand work together to help us. Now, if you can understand the chiral property of what demon that's feeding off of you, you can learn to reverse the energy flow. And that's what I call starving your demons and feeding your life. Does that make sense? Yeah. Transverse orientation. Um, I mean, it's not really commonly... Like, it's not a term comedy Pretty fascinating. I mean, you know what it is when I describe it. So tra- transverse orientation is basically your ability to find a, a set destination location from a point of light. So that's basically, you know, how if I the floodlight came on, all of a sudden there'd be tons of, like, Flies, moths, gnats flying around it instantly. Yeah. Because they're already out here in the dark. How do they find? They're really looking for heat to keep the insects because they're cold. You'll know say so. How do they find heat? They a a a spot of light on the horizon, miles and miles away. They can see, and they just no. They don't know how far it is. They just keep going towards the light. Mm-hmm. It's called transverse orientation. So, that in, pertains to astral projection, how? Uh, you know, I like, I like how you kind of segued into that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't really thinking about astral projection, but I can see how that might correlate to that. I mean, I'm asking because I asked you about astral projection. So, uh, Roddy, if you want to astral project, uh, man, the way I did it, I mean, Roddy, I'm not... It's not, not a fun, it's not a fun way to do it, but you could. The way to ask project. Okay. So I asked you about what is, what is it and how what is, what is it how what, does what, it affect affect us? You know what I mean? Oh right. Every day, like Rondo, what can shit. we do? Oh my gosh, Rondo. Because I think it's people out here living 
life while they sleep in other ways and getting ahead in this life because of it. Um, I, I think you're spot on. So uh, that that really you're playing a whole different game. <laughs> man, I don't want to sound arrogant, man. A lot of people always call me woke. Uh, you know, you, you woke, you woke. Like, I don't know what the fuck that means, but uh, I think I kind of do. I kind of woke up yeah. uh, about ten or eleven when but, I asked projected. But it's also a death. Uh, uh, yeah. So I mean. The way, the, the way that, the, the traditional way to ask project, like, yogis, master yogis, like, witch doctors, people can do this, like, do, witch doctors could do it with, like, certain drugs that can help them get into a certain meditative stance. You've got to get into a meditative stance where you unfocus your mind so much that you can really visualize your consciousness leaving your body. That's fucking nuts shit. It, it sounds nuts, but... Ronnie, the way I did it... That's crazy. Okay, this is my theories also of, uh, of gravity. Uh, maybe there's a black hole inside my core of my soul. <laughs> That's fucking... What are you talking about? That sounds explain dark. that, explain that. It sounds dark. It's not dark. Why does that have to be dark? You didn't say it was. I said explain it. Okay, I've always been a tiny guy, but for some reason, people always told me I stomp when I walk up down the steps. I'm like, man, I'm not doing it on purpose. I'm like... So uh, it's like an inside joke to be like, man, I don't know if I'm like... A 500-pound man in the, on the inside. <laughs> but I don't, I don't, oh, yeah, bro. Next. Next reason. Gravity. Okay, energy. We can store energy, and it can change gravity. Dark or light. And if if we are, like, in my, in my theory of energy vampires or energy transfer, somebody who sucks the life out of the room, if you're around that person too much, that, that energy gets exponential. But I'm going off on a tangent. So when, when I was a child and I had very bad social relation skills right, at Rondo and I was, I was a molecule in absolute space, negative 459 degrees, man, I'm telling you, I wanted to die. So, so I, I, I tried to commit suicide. And, uh, you don't got to tell me this whole story. Well, so the way I tried to commit suicide was really... This, I'm, I'm paradox. This is paradoxical because I can't harm life. So I was trying to find a loophole. I was trying to find somebody to harm me and just, would, would, you know, I feel. Yeah, you told me this. <laughs> but when, when, when isolation gets to a point, the suffering is unbearable, you just you just got to escape. And it happened here. Well, all, so right, like, all right, all right, all right. Actually. You want to hear about this thinking over and over in my mind? Because you guys focusing all my will on this thought. I'm so tired of this plane, I'm ready to leave now. I'm done. I'm so tired of this plane, I'm ready to leave now. I'm done. I just kept repeating myself to myself over and over, not just in my mind, but in my will. I lost my will to live completely entirely. And when I completely lost my, all of a sudden, my, I'm staring at the beach, on the swings, across the horizon, lake, just blank, I'm unfocused, not only really staring at anything on the horizon, my transfer orientation got lost. I'm unfocusing, and I'm becoming catatonic, and all of a sudden, my perspective changed when I'm looking straight ahead to, I'm now looking down at the top of my head, and and outside my physical body, and I, all of a sudden, I realize, I, I, I realize I'm outside my physical body, and right when you leave your physical body, okay, and you start ass projecting, it's the most amazing fucking feeling in the world, the best way I can describe it is... All of the negative emotions, negative energy we carry with us on this plane, it all, it all of us, you know, right at all times, 
doesn't exist. You just feel like you're in light. I can't describe it. It's just warm. You feel like you just know everything's going to be okay. When you're in your consciousness, outside your physical body, you're not worried about shit. You just know. You're connected to the universe. You really are. And somehow, Rod, Rondo, you are connected to the universe, and you are more evolved in your consciousness. You can do whatever you want. So, out of my physical, now, what I'm doing now, Rondo, I'm curious and fascinated. Like, wow, I, what can I do now that I'm out of my, outside my body? And I feel so great. I feel so amazing. Like, but I'm curious and fascinated. So, the first thing I do is go around to my face, and I'm looking at myself, Rondo. This is the craziest fucking thing. So, as you're sitting in the chair, not to be a ghost, be funny. If you're staring straight ahead, if 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 I'm you and I left your body, and I it was I float around, and I'm looking straight at my face, like yes. like like R- Rondo, my eyes are wide open. As I'm looking at them, I'm like, whoa, this is weird. My eyes are wide open in my physical body. Not I was catatonic, wide open. The, the, I was just thinking to myself, wow. I just thought to myself, I made a joke, like. I, Still, like, close my physical body. I don't know, like, I felt some emotions. I, I, I said a joke to myself. I was like, wow, the lights are on, but nobody's home. I feel really, Ron, I made the joke, but I felt bad in the moment I made the joke. Wow, the lights are on, but nobody's home. I feel really bad for whoever's going to have to change that dude's diapers. Because I instantly felt bad and realized, okay, that's going to be my mom and dad. But still, in my consciousness, outside my body, I feel terrible for saying this, but I didn't care. When you were in, you were in this realm, Ronnie, you don't you don't worry, you don't care. So I can fly. You ever wonder what it's like to fly? It's fucking amazing. Like it's a little scary nerve wracking. So like, I, it's weird to describe because I can still feel like wind. Like I had skin or a body, but I didn't. But right, right when I look around I, the lake, I, 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 my jokes, like, wow. I can think of myself. I can look at a point across the lake. I can think of a point I can think myself Hey I wonder if I could just Teleport myself instantly If I thought that right, no, I was there If I was looking at My neighbor's deck over there It's like hey I, I want to be on that dock I could instantly be there And all of a sudden My consciousness is there If I wanted to Fly there I could fly there Like manually And float That's why and, I never liked Those video games Because it's like A distraction Because it's like It's stopping you From doing something You could actually do But or it's if you don't know about the actuality of it, you wouldn't use it to make your skills in your own life, real life. Rondo, that's yeah. very well, well, very well stated. We we dumb ourselves, we, we we distract ourselves with we placate, we do, spend too much placating our desires, not evolving our core, our soul. That's it. what you're saying. That's what our society is at. We, we all could be more evolved. We could, we could all reinvent the wheel. But we're spending, we're, we're suffering. So those who are suffering even have a lot, they're spending their time just placating their desires, which isn't helping any of us move forward. It's helping the, all of us move backwards, but they don't care. Because rich, they're suffering too. They're suffering through disconnect of, the, of their, their own humanity. And, and the, the man, man, they know they're disconnected and they suffer for that. We, we, everybody is suffering, and 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 the myopic, the myopic weak, uh, 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 parts of our human being, is when we start to hate, and some people might hate me for that statement, like oh wow, 
the rich, the millionaires, billionaires are suffering. Oh, I'd like to be them. No, maybe you wouldn't. Curse, uh, a case in point, curse of the lottery winners. We talk about this, Google it. I'm not making this shit up. Nine out of ten epic Powerball winners, over $300 million. Ten years later, they get interviewed and asked, if you go back in time, what would you change? Nine out of ten say, I would, cho- I would choose not to have won. The curse of King Midas touch. What happens, Rondo, when you have substance that's rich in life? You gain so much material wealth that you lose that substance. You lose your humanity, and you don't realize it didn't happen overnight. All of a sudden, everybody who loves uh, uh, Dale for Dale, okay? When I win $500 million and it's in the news, what do you think? Uh, You would do this, but I I would still hold you down. I'd buy you a house, you know what I'm saying? But, but, but what would happen, like, I'm spending quality time with somebody I really care about. This is, like, more valuable, this interaction right now, more valuable than $500 billion. But what happens? We're spending this quality time together, and then at the end of a great weekend, hey, oh, by the way, you know, uh, 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 I got some problems. In my, um, I, I, I need, my, my, my girl needs a car. You think you buy a new car? All of a sudden, I think, start thinking to myself psychologically, damn. Did he really? Enjoy, did he really and his girl enjoy the weekend with me, or did they want to just get a fucking car? Hmm. This is how we doom ourselves when we get too much material wealth. This is why God. This is what it says. All these scriptures. This is what dooms us. We don't realize it until it happens. So yes, millionaires and billionaires do suffer. I, I don't want that fate. I don't want to lose my humanity. I don't want to lose my substance. And I don't give a shit. Nobody can give me $500 million. I don't, I'm not taking it. <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of things in this world that are priceless. Damn straight. That has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with money. And you will find that your life is more sustainable if you... You feed your soul. Fed those things, you know. So this is one of my themes in my book. I talk about left and right all over and over. It has to do with me. I'm projecting. This is my first theory that correlated when I came back to my physical body. And I felt like the first time ever. Empathy is what I felt when I experienced it through that the dude who punched me in the face. I'm not going to tell the whole story now, but mm-hmm. that's how I evolved. For the first time ever, I felt empathy. But I experienced it through him. That was my spark in my absolute space. My molecules, negative 459 degrees, all of a sudden became negative 458. I had something, just a catalyst to cause friction to create just a little bit of light. Just one photon is all I needed. One photon is all you need. And you can, you can, if you can understand how to make physics exponential, yeah. you can make that photon grow into maybe a star. Manifestation. If, if you understand how to manipulate gravity, you might be able to change your battery of star to get heavier for a neutron star. If you understand how to make the, your battery more exponential, manipulate gravity more especially, maybe you can turn your neutron star to a black hole. So, what would be the point of creating something like that? Uh, Rondo, so you could, if you could create a black hole. Stand your old event horizon. What? You can live the closer to singularity. 
but you could be in a sliver of existence that's neither light nor dark. And you don't suffer. You can use light and dark energy to your advantage at any time. Not advantage, but use it as a skill set. Sometimes you need to use So you turn energy. into dead. I'm not... I'm broke to die, I'm not trying not to that's die. That's what that is. What, what do you mean? create a black hole. I didn't necessarily try to create a black hole. Not you, you know what I'm saying? I feel like... If a that, human try to create a black hole, they try to look at Technically, I hear what you're saying. That's a, that's a beautiful... I, I, you know what? Because, like, a black hole, like... It's so dense. It's going to just suck anything that gets near. You know what I'm saying? Matter, light... Now your light can escape it. Uh, but, you know, my black hole... I'm able to close the event horizon at times because I don't want to... Sometimes I don't want to take energy in. But sometimes when I, I choose to open my black hole. At, at times, when I'm facing some of the darkest energy... I open my black hole so it doesn't hurt me. <laughs> I can take in any amount of dark energy. Doesn't matter how heavy it is. Once it goes past my friend horizon, it's it's gone. We OGs, man. We can take. Uh, you, yeah, you got the same ability. You get what I'm saying. This is why some some people may have a black hole inside the center of the soul. It's not a dark or it's a bad thing. It's an understanding of how to understand how energy and gravity works. So. It's like hand-in-hand with discipline. The more disciplined you become, the more self-discipline you become, the more... Yeah, you get closer to singularity, closer to your core, your soul. You must have the ability to create this black hole. You have to have a desire. You have to desire to... It really desires to come from within to... This is... These are the, again, my is to formulate this day are really... I, I just trail off what is really... Feed your light, starve your dark, yeah. or starve your demons. And the more you're able to do that and practice that, that, for, that that's the core principle. That's my core principle. I practice that day. Sorry, practice that day. So that's the core principle. Sorry, uh, formulate. That's why you gotta eat. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Certain things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're seeing the correlations now. The food has energy to it. Yep. So like when you eat meat. A lot of it's been dead, so the energy has been gone for a long time. Mm. Why plants and fruits? Yes. When you eat it, you, it dies right in front of why, you. Why, why do we when we when we meet, we have to kill meats fresh? It has to be yes. The longer it stays out, the longer it decays, the worse it is for us. If you eat meat and sit down for two days, Ronnie, that shit'll kill you. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no joke. It becomes so toxic. So it necessitates more of a bloodthirsty lust for us to kill. Because we have to have fresh fucking meat. I'm sorry, this is the darkest. So that I'm, is this, why this they not, want this us not, to this eat dark, meat. This is the darkest you side see why of they want humanity. us to eat meat? This is the darkest sides of our humanity. This yes. is why they want us to eat meat, because it, it creates a savage and a divide amongst the people. This kind of When we come together, we come together to... Divide each Maybe other. The monsters That's why we only come together on holidays because we eat these things on holiday. Yeah, yeah. So, getting back to what you said about self-discipline. That shit is crazy. So, so, any of us can become more powerful. There's a lot of people who are suffering. It's to, it's to, to disconnect from our suffering, practice this principle. Feed your light, starve your dark. But, but it's not 
it's so difficult for so many of us in this world that don't have safe havens to protect us from. And who don't know that they're even under attack. Look, if you don't have a black hole to let the darkest energy pass through you, it's gonna, you know, there's, it's, there's dangerous shit out there in the, in, in, the, in the vacuum of space without an atmosphere like the Earth to protect you. There's dangerous shit. So you get bombarded by solar radiation. Yeah. Negative 459 degrees. <laughs> so very, you know, very toxic things when you don't have a safe haven. So it's, it's a lot, it's easier to have done like, oh, when I'm in the vacuum of space, negative 459 degrees, how the fuck can I feed my light? Yeah. And starve my demons? It's no, like, help, no assistance. You, you might you might start to build some energy, but the solar radiation just blasts it away, whatever you build. Not to mention you got to, The vacuum like, of space sucks it away. Anything you, you build... You need energy to begin with to kind of start... You need an atmosphere of safe haven, right, to protect you. Right, yeah. to protect you for life to begin. It's like, you ever, you ever seen Dragon Ball Z, you know? Uh, bits and pieces. Well, they used to charge up and and what before they fought. Like, and now yeah. I know it's like meditation in a way. Yeah. And they would end up levitating. This but at the same time, somebody could hit you while you were doing this that. This is the core principles of astral projection. The, the the closer you get to your your core and channel your energy, your chi, you could astral project. The close the the more the the more close you get to self discipline, the the you have to have a desire for it. But yes, it's harnessing your chi, harnessing your energy. When you're able to do so and master it, you might be able to astral project. What I did that day was not necessarily mastering, harnessing my energy, but, but that was really just me giving up and letting go. So it was really kind of like existentially dying is what happened. But the, the greatest example of this type of astral projection actually happened again in history or, you know, happened before, right? And I read this story. It's a book of strange, strange, unexplained phenomenon. And this is like what really made me convinced that I actually asked projected that day. I didn't lose my day of mind because I was schizophrenic. <laughs> I'm not joking because I really, you know, was questioned by saying that day. But as I should. Uh, the famous case, I believe his name is Ed Morell. I believe he was a prisoner. I believe in San Quentin prison, some prison in the turn of the century. Uh, maybe San Quinn, not important, but his name is, I think, Ed Morell. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, this is probably one of the greatest documented cases of astral projection. I'm sorry, uh, well, don't continue. Uh, this is one of the greatest documented cases of astral projection. Ed Morell, he was a inmate, I forgot what he was convicted of, what crime he was convicted of. But um, there was like a prison riot. Weapons were stolen out of like a guard room, like guns, like some dangerous weapons. People like guns, knives, and like the guards and like the ward. They, they weren't having it. They like man, fuck this shit. We're shutting this shit down. We're gonna be doing investigations. We're really gonna crack down until these weapons come back up. And for some reason, they thought Ed Morrell was like a ringleader, or was he was really like behind the conspiracy. So. Other, they, they got other men to fess up who were part of this, but this is a really inhumane form of cruel torture, Ronnie, that they were allowed to do in prisons at this time. They're not allowed to do this anymore. Or maybe they still do, but we, we don't know. But who knows? But, Ronnie, this is the most cruel and inhumane form of punishment you could actually ever imagine. There is something called the bloody straitjacket. Oh, yeah. 
it's not a half straight jacket. It's, it's a full body suit straight jacket where you zip you up so tight where you're just on the fringe where you can barely breathe. You can barely just breathe just enough. Just enough. And then they throw you in isolation, dark, solitary, in a dark room, okay, in this bloody straitjacket where you can barely breathe. And it said that the, the, the men who have endured this type of torture, it said this is pretty much as close as, as close as it comes to feeling like you're being buried alive. So this type of torture broke the most hardened inmates. We're talking about like rapists, serial killers, whatever. No, no man could survive this torture for like a day or two before coming out babbling and crying and begging never to, like, you know what, I'll never, I'll be a straight person, I'll be, I'll never uh, disrespect, I'll never disrespect a guard again. Like, the most hardest men didn't want to go back after a day. Ed Morrell lasted this torture every day, day in and out, day in and day out. I want to say for like, I don't know, eight months. And they the broke... Fuck? That is crazy. They broke, he broke the warden and the guard's will. <laughs> and eventually, he got released from prison. And he told a story of how he survived. It's really fucking, yeah, but like, what the fuck? So like, if I told you like, the, none of the inmates could ever survive. None of them, nobody could do, do this for longer than a day or two. I couldn't imagine doing this for, I couldn't survive for a long an hour. I would be like, man, look. Warn inmates, if y'all want me to, like, wash your cars every day, like, man, like, like yes, sir, no, sir, yeah, I got you. I'm not, I can't imagine how terrible that'd be, Ronnie, Rondo. So, um, anyway, this is what he said. He, just like every other man before him, he did break his first night. This is, like, the worst form of suffering you can imagine. And he accidentally, he'd never done this before, astral projected. The first night. <laughs> but he developed an ability when he, when, when the, every night after that, the first like 10, 15 minutes, his physical body and mind is suffering, snaps him out of his body. He just, he his, his spiritual mind could not endure that suffering, so it had to escape. It necessitated a, 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 his will to escape became so severe he accidentally did it, but w- what triggered it was the bloody straitjacket. So every night he told his story. Like, so when he got out of there eight months, this one also broke their will and mind. He like came out refreshed. Like it wasn't just like he didn't come out like babbling, crying, and scared, running. He came out refreshed. Like, like, like you, you slept. You, you and your girl, you and your girl might be here for like by yourself, have a really wonderful night, sleep eight hours, wake up the birds are chirping. Like that's your that's his energy. Mm-hmm. Refreshed. So that's how he broke their will. So, you know why he was so refreshed? This is what he wrote in his book. He wrote a documentary. You can read this book. Because R- Rondo, he described places in the world that supposedly he's never been before. What? To a T. Like what the Great Pyramids look like. And what the inscription is here is this. What's the book? Google. That's something. Ed Morell. And he looked this up by Astro Projector. When... Every night when he's, when he's so fresh, Rondo, he was like he was he was seeing the world. He when you when you Rondo, Rondo, when you are, when you remember I told you when I asked Project if I thought of something like that car right there, I was like, hmm, there's a car right there. I wonder if I could be inside that car. All of a sudden, I would be in the back seat. What if you think of a new place in your mind and you go there, Rondo? 
I didn't, I wasn't out of my physical body enough to explore, but Rondo, if I thought I wanted to see what it's like at that start, I would have started going to the cosmos, through the cosmos. That would have been kind of, I wasn't ready for that yet, because I was still getting used, to, I was a little scared, like, of this, like, oh my gosh, this is like, is kind of, I don't want to do too much, like, oh my god, I don't want to, like, go somewhere and not be able to come back, so I was kind of scared to go anywhere, so Rondo, when I asked I was kind of felt, like, safe around the lake, this is maybe, like, the theory of why ghosts exist, maybe they just feel safe, maybe they, you could go to another plane, you're like, you know what, that's kind of fucking terrifying, excuse my language, to actually be able to fly to that star, yeah, that's kind of terrifying, this sudden knowledge or wisdom is so powerful for us to process. I didn't, I really was scared to do that. So, Rondo, I was just playing around with, let me just see what's like to just go across the lake. And I would, Rondo, I've never been to, I've never been to one of my neighbors laying across the lake. But when I was doing this, I was, all of a sudden, I'm in their yard and I'm looking at like a swing set. I'm like, wow, that's cool. I've never seen that swing set before because I'm there. But like, so anyway. If he's thinking to himself, if he, so if he watched, if he ever watched like on the news, like an image of the great pyramids, so that's how he could go to Egypt. If, if, if you could visualize it in your mind, you've seen it before, when you, when you're in your, when you're asked projected, you're, you're in this. Even this if it's not real. R- Rondo, if you have seen, you've never been to, if you've seen a documentary. If I've seen something in my mind that is not real, can I go? That's a good question, Rondo. I wasn't. That's a solid question. Again, I wasn't out of my physical body long enough to explore further. Not by your experience. I mean, read his book. It's very fascinating. Definition of what astrophysics is. You know, Rondo. We're both very fascinated by this. I'm very fascinated by the story. Um, I haven't actually read his book because. So I challenge you. To what? Challenge me to what? I challenge you to anyone listening to my woman, like my wife, my woman, I guess I'm going to call her wife. Okay. She gets mad when I do that. (laughs) But that. That what? We figure this shit out, man, as much as we can. So, because I believe that's an important thing. Well, so basically, you know, they said. Not saying you need to do it, even more so know what's being done to you. So if you if anybody says I'm woke, it's maybe because I got connected to some parts of the universe for some brief period that. It's like some, literally some a, senses that I never realized were there. What were you about to say? No, nah, nah, life is just like a video game in many ways. Yeah. So, perception is reality. We can create things with our mind. What we see with our mind is reality. Yeah, so, end of the day, is Bigfoot real? Maybe people that they really think is real, and they actually can see it, but it might only exist in their mind. So, so death straining, right? Minimum recording. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know how I'm talking about black holes. Let's start the conversation about black holes, because you know it's a good way to start the conversation. Because uh, yeah, we just saw the first real photo of uh, the supermassive black hole in the middle of our uh, galaxy, which is just mind-boggling. Yeah. But 
I mean, it's exciting because when we talk about the movie Interstellar and it's shit like this, it's really helping us get really closer to becoming Interstellar. It's our understanding of gravity, how it works. Uh, quantum mechanics, quantum physics, a lot of like just very complicated technical things that we just still don't know a lot about. But, okay, so neutron star is almost a black hole. Neutron star is the best thing. Neutron star is like, I don't know, I think it's like, on average, I think they're like, I'm going to say like, the mass density of maybe like four of our suns, but they're only about 12 miles wide. <laughs> crazy. So they say that the mass, the matter in a neutron star is so dense, Ronnie, that one sugar cube size of, of neutron star, what would fit in a teaspoon, would be heavier than the whole Himalayan mountain range. Like 500 billion tons is what like a sugar cube of a neutron star would weigh. It's fucking crazy. Crazy, right? How is it that heavy and it's that small? Okay, so this is this is like when a when a star is dying and it undergoes uh, you know a supernova or uh, um, really what's happening. A neutron star is really almost a black hole. It's it's a star collapsing on on itself. So it's burning out all all its outer shells. Uh, uh, um, um, because the, 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 the mass in the, in the center of, of the star that's creating fusion, it's, it's burned through all of the outer shells and, and um, it's creating heavier and heavier um, matter like uh, iron and nickel. And the core, the core is getting heavier and heavier and then the fusion process breaks down where the energy can't sustain itself anymore and the, and the, the matter just starts collapsing on itself but doesn't really lose its mass. <laughs> so... The, our Earth is just not heavy enough to become a black hole. But in order to the laws of physics for this to make sense to you, for our Earth to become a black hole, it would have to crush down to the size, but without losing its mass, something the size of like a soda can. Mm. Now, think about a black hole. That, okay, so think about space and time like a blanket running a plane. Okay, a black hole punctures that. Okay. So if you can picture this, if this makes sense to you, okay? Um, thin ice in the wintertime. Now, if I'm walking on thin ice on the shoreline and it's sustained my weight, all of a sudden I crack and break through. And um, up to my neck and I need to be saved come just, you know, mm -hmm. you're going to try and save me. I'm 20 feet out, but you don't want to break on thin ice too. Have you ever seen rescue, rescuers who, who do this like Red Cross? Yeah. I think we talk about this. They, they'll, they're funny. Human chain, but you get on your belly and you kind of glide, kind of like, what are you doing? You're, you're, you weigh the same you weigh the same amount as me, and you're not going to break the ice. You're going to be able to pull me out. How is that possible? You're not breaking the ice, but you weigh the same me on that same part of the ice. You're spreading out your mass, and all your mass is not centered on one point of the ice. That's just like what a really what a black hole is. Just so much mass is so small. In one point, it, it makes a needle, punctures through. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, it's not really so, 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 so the, the earth is spread over this time blanket. The earth is huge, okay? But if all of a sudden it shrunk to the size of a soda can, it takes something incredibly heavy to make a black hole. We're not, that, we're not big enough. To, why that's the thing, though? Because What's that? 
It's like, if it was that small, it'd be. Would life be on it? But so, like, would humans be on it? Would we get smaller too? No, don't don't get me started talking about the microverse. <laughs> so we would get smaller, but they would get they would stay big. Let's not go down this tangent. I hear what you're asking. Let me just finish, like, like, are they trying to make it their world? Like, who who who's they? What's your question? <laughs> shrink this little world, like. All right, look. Let's bring it down. These I don't know who these scientists work for, man. These motherfuckers. Right. Ronnie, at the end of the day. The aliens that are visiting us are probably just future versions of ourselves trying yeah. to help us not destroy ourselves so we can evolve before we destroy ourselves the right way. But, right, there's unlimited dimensions. Unlimited. The multiverse is a real thing. So, the supermassive black hole in the, the center of our galaxy, I believe, Every, the center of every galaxy has a supermassive black hole, and these are really not portals or wormholes. These are just like, if you think about it, there's just planes on top of the planes, Ronnie. And the supermassive black hole punctures the plane. And it, it, it. So, we're trying, there's a lot of theories about, you know, can anything really survive a black hole? Um, it's, it's about quantum, I think in the laws of quantum mechanics, information can never be lost, no matter what. So, this defies the laws of quantum mechanics. Information can't be lost if it goes into a black hole. So what they're saying is, if Stephen Hawking's, I think, believe talking about in a new book he's about to publish. I don't know if he's already published it. In his latest book before he died, he's talking about this. Uh, what's it called? Um, it's theoretical. A lot of astrophysicists have been talking about it. Around the event horizon, there's something called soft hairs. Okay? Where the information... Uh, uh, before matter is sucked down into the black hole, it's broken down into oh shit, oh, oh, we're good into particles, right? Yeah. And, and some of that information can be stored on the soft hairs. It's not. It's never lost. So this is now going to the theories leading to Death Stranding, <laughs> and also correlated by theories of demons. <laughs> so. So what? If, so if this, the if this is a limited, this is a limited dimension. Hold on. First off, what is your this theory of demons. demons. Like what is? Well, what we call demons and religions is really, you know, I, I think could actually just be really tortured souls, tortured lives that are on another plane dimension, and the only way they can sustain themselves on this plane, they're not on this plane, Ronnie, and they need life. Yeah. They need life. So if you look at a lot of like movies, like haunted shit, where whatever, when a ghost shows up, why do they always say like the room obviously gets really cold and you can see your breath. Why is that? You see this through, through supernatural lore across the table over and over. Why? So they say hell is hot. No, it's not. Is a tortured soul coming to you? Why does it get so fucking cold then? You hear the terms? Somebody has negative energy. They suck the life out of the room. These are all correlations. Energy vampires, energy drains, demons. Tortured, and on this plane, in this reel, we, we, people who are tortured, like that female last night, we can tell she's, she's going through something, she's experiencing some pain. So she's trying to take light, because she's in the dark. And when you're dark, you're suffering, Ronnie, that's what you're going to do. One way or another, you're going to try and take light. Do you know what the absolute deepest space, Ronnie, how cold it is? 
approximately negative 459 degrees. Do you wonder why it's that cold? This part of absolute space is so vast, so empty. Ronnie, this is so fucking sad. A random molecule, we talk about the speed of light, which is approximately 286,000 miles a second. So you wrap your mind around that, like every four seconds you're going over a million miles. If you go that fast, Ronnie, and you're a molecule in this part of deep space, you're, no, you're, not, you're not near any, so anything that's giving you energy or light is a photon. One photon or one molecule, you're millions of light years away. Just to rub up against you to cause friction, life. If there was one more molecule closely running, you rub against you, maybe you'd be negative 458 and not negative 459. So, demons, other dimensions, maybe just be, they're, if they're in between worlds and dimensions, they're in deep absolute space, Roddy, void of life. And when they cross over, what are you going to do, Roddy, when you're been sitting at negative 459 degrees, absolute blackness, and you see light and energy? You're going to get close to it, Roddy. All us poor huddled masses suffering, go to the light. It's natural. Light gives you warmth, protection, love. So if you're negative you gotta four, nurture the light, though. You, you, you know do. I mean? you we 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 abuse our light on the on this planet the li- all the time. Treat the light like a garden. Okay, so you can't just take from the light. You're absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. So I went down on tangent of wormhole. Let's go back to the theory of desiccating as correlates to demons. Uh, so in, in desiccating, you see these invisible entities that they have these weird devices. Okay, you see the trailers. So I'm not gonna go through it again, right? You see the old trailers. Yeah. Okay, with the baby, the baby's inside them. The baby's inside the devices. They can power these devices. You know, these are just clones of themselves. But really, in this game, Hideo Kojima says you can't ever die. You just go somewhere else. I believe the, the plot of Death Stranding. I've actually had this plot of our of our of our reality. I don't know if this this Death Stranding plot is just a plot I've had. This is make a dope movie plot. But what if Friday? Heaven and Hell is really just, as opposed to Heaven and Hell, there's levels of progression where you either move up or you move down. Okay? It's really mistakes you make in this life. You, if, you, if you make the same ones, you're going to continue to either stay in the same place, go down, or, or you can't go up. Okay? So, in Death Stranding. That movie should still be playing, right? It's, it's towards the end of the so the score's getting, you can tell because it's a score. But, uh, so... It desecrating, so like they're terrified to die necessarily. Not necessarily dying. It's where they're gonna go next. So you see, like the demons about to drag them and swallow them up. It, the, the demons sucking their life force and energy. They're pretty much like just kind of like, all right. The demons at desecrating aren't necessarily the demons. I'm talking about the, my demons. The, these type of demons, Roddy, if you want to call them that. Yeah. Now Hideo Kojima. Gave a lot of hints and teasers. Okay, he's talking. He, he used the term chirality, chiral, C H I R A L. Ryan is a very chirality. If you Google this, it's very fucking advanced, like biology. Uh, so basically, chirality, chiral um, is like pretty much. Our basis and understanding of all like pharmaceuticals and how drugs interact with our body and how things interact with our body. It's the basis of uh, all our understanding of medicine, is our understanding of chiral properties of how molecules may interact with other molecules. In a nutshell, does that make sense? Yeah. So chiral, Rodney, is 
something cannot be superposed on itself. It looks very, it looks almost identical. It cannot be superposed on itself, meaning left hand, right hand body is the best example of chiral. Here you go. Take a look. Left hand, right hand, I'm holding up. They look almost the same, right? But if I put them on top of each other, yeah. they can't be the same. But they mimic each other. So they can interact with each other. In biology, it's called sterile chemistry. How molecules may interact with each other. I believe. I'm not, uh, you know, uh, really a physicist. Yeah, I pretend to be one, but I'm just joking. Let me keep it moving. All right. Uh, so, if you look at the trailers of uh, uh, Death Stranding, in the upside down world, is what I'm calling it. Kind of like, you know, Stranger Things, you know, you know, not the universe. But, okay. When, when, when Benicio del Toro, well, I'm sorry, Guillermo del Toro, del Toro the, 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 the director, who's a guest actor in this uh, epic uh, game, mm-hmm. is in that river hiding over the tanks with those weird creatures on top and the rainbow's upside down. What does that tell you? An upside down rainbow. It's, it's in a chiral dimension. Ronnie, a chiral dimension is not, it's almost the same, but it's not. So, Ronnie, what do we do for life? We eat organic material to give us life. Wow. In this upside down world, they need to eat our life to give them life. Yeah. They made they? Since you asked me. So, in, in Death Stranding, I don't necessarily think they're demons. I just think they're just other living beings that just live in an opposite world that have to avoid our life to give them life. So basically, in Death Stranding, these beings have taken over pretty much all the dimensions, okay? And really we're just like being farmed by them. Almost kind of like the plot of like the Matrix. I took over, like we're just being farmed. We don't ever die. We just go to another plane and get farmed again and eaten again by the, the beings on that one. So, these, these, the, so whenever, so if you, you know, whenever like these invisible demons get close and they get really scared, they, they always do this. They always like, you gotta hold your breath, you can't move, it's also, yeah. you can't breathe, why is that? Something to you. Signs of life. These invisible entities can detect signs of life. And that's what their food source is. Just like... That's their hunting tactics, too. How does a bed bug... Find, that, that, that creeps out. How does a bed bug find you, Roddy? They don't... They can't, it's, it's heat. It's heat sensors. They, they can sense a body. They can sense a, a drop in a, a degree like you wouldn't believe. So that's how they find their food. Not by sight. It's by heat. So these entities in Death Stranding... Can, if they get close to us, they can take us by life. These baby machines we invented help protect, help the detect when they're close. And when they're close, that's when they hold their breath. They they just long enough for the beings to pass, so they can't detect their life. Once the beings and the entities have passed, they're safe. This kind of correlates to my my theory of demons on this plane. In our reality, I feel like when negative energy, I feel like I, I can sense it approaching. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it, you feel like as it gets closer, the energy amps. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, adrenaline a little bit. Yeah. Can you can, can give you some adrenaline? It can, it can, it can stimulate uh, uh, certain th- chemicals in your brain. For, like These are little little things that we don't pay attention to. And we just might dismiss it as something else. But, so, but I believe, let me get back to Death Rating, not to my books, you know, 
I want to lose, uh, get convoluted here. I'm almost done with the plot of Death Stranding. Um, so yeah, the chirality, this is really just, that's, that's all it is. He really just told me everything you need to know. It's like the, the upside down rainbow, you know, all these things add up to, these are just life beings that, um, so basically this is the end of my theory. So I believe these beings could have come from a plane or a dimension, Ronnie. This is very, this is very, uh, 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 this is like, it, 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 it like, Theories, uh, just terms of like physics and like evolution, this seems like impossible. But in this dimension, it could be a life form that's not carbon based, which seems almost impossible. But it, I think it is possible. Not not me. I think other you know, as yeah. other people talk about this. Okay, it could be possible. There there could be another dimension or plane where life, or maybe something like maybe like silica based, on the elemental uh, uh, chart. So why why everything in our known universe is carbon based, right? Is because carbon is such a basic building block that like you just form anything on the elemental chip. But silica is right underneath carbon. Now it would be very difficult for silica to to evolve into all the complex, maybe from single cell uh, to uh, organisms to very complex multi-celled organisms. But if, if, if silica life could, if life base began off of silica, could evolve in this universe for billions of years, Ronnie, it could become just a dimension of beings that become the opposite of us. Does that make sense? That's fucking fucked up. Well, I just, I, man, man, I'm not a damn Kojima. Don't call me fucked up. This is his plot. I didn't say you fucked no, up. No, I'm not just joking. <laughs> Hell, Dale Kojima's up, man. I'm saying, this, I'm saying, does he think that. That's what's about to happen in real life. He's a person thinking about it. I don't know. But, Ronnie, how could a life form basis... But what if, like... What if, in our plane to reality, we fucked up? We explore the supermassive black hole, Ronnie. Okay? In the center of our galaxy, Milky Way. Ronnie, if... Now, a small black hole... No, no. Theoretically, it's a radiation shield, okay? Because it's so powerful. And it gets really... Theoretically, you're not going to survive even past event horizon because of the radiation shield will incinerate anything, theoretically, in a smaller black hole. But theoretically, you would think it's safer in a small black hole than, than a supermassive, but no, it's really the opposite. You're actually theoretically more likely to survive a supermassive black hole than a smaller one. Um, it, it's just... There's a lot of crazy... Fit, uh, I'm not going to go into... No, 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 just explain yourself. So our so the basically we are able to take a photo of this supermassive black hole, okay? <laughs> we're, the photo we're seeing is the event horizon, and you're seeing the brightest parts of the light going around the event horizon is is uh, this is matter going almost the speed of light, but you're seeing what you're seeing is light being sucked down. It's like like a whirlpool sucking the light down, dude, because <laughs> light can't escape. But that's sick, man. That's dope. <laughs> well, yeah, a supermassive black hole. It's like think, think of a whirlpool. It's supermassive, okay? Uh, um, you're, you're, you're the, the uh, something about the. Okay, Ronnie. So you see how fa fast I'm going and the whirlpool this big. I'm, 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 I'm in the event horizon. Yeah. I'm about to go down. Okay, see how fast I'm going? Yeah. If the black hole was a lot smaller, my spin rate would be exponentially much faster. 
and that's when I get incinerated in a smaller black hole. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. The the forces are much more violent because it's just like a tornado running. A tornado that's that's wider is not as violent, but when it the funnel gets really tight, that's when the winds get insanely exponentially mm-hmm. fast as as the funnel gets tighter. That makes sense. Same physics for the black hole. Supermassive black hole may not you may survive, but let's just say you don't get completely incinerated. Let's just say your matter gets uh, your particles become uh, uh, you, you you get broken down to the molecular level, and your information stored on the supermassive holes black uh, soft hairs. What if this information gets reassembled, Ronnie, on the other side? So, Ronnie, picture the plane of time and space, gravity, the supermassive black hole, which is a whirlpool that it's like a it's like an hourglass. Picture an hourglass that. So the gravity gets so tight, but the, but you could maybe if you could survive a supermassive black hole, why don't you still you come out the other side on a that's the hourglass. You come back out, you get spit back out of a supermassive black hole, Ronnie, on the other on another plane. So here's our plane, and that's where you get the multi dimensions. Now we get the multiverses. That's why it's unlimited, because Ronnie, it's supermassive black holes on top of supermassive black holes on top of supermassive black holes on top of, on top of them. You get that hourglass picture an hourglass shape, Ronnie. So that's a, this is the plane. Mm-hmm. Supermassive black hole. Got it. So, you see that? Yeah. That's the next plane. Stack it, stack it, stack it, stack it, stack it. Now, if there's unlimited dimensions and we're playing with God too much, eventually we get the technology right to go to the supermassive black hole, and we get sucked in, and carbon-based life somehow gets reassembled to the molecular level, comes out in the other dimension, in a galaxy universe that didn't have any life at all, and this matter now is is organic. But it's not carbon-based. It's now silica-based. We might create... So these... In the death rating, there's the monsters that are eating us now are monsters we created, Ronnie. Because we played with God. With shit we shouldn't be playing with. Yeah. What happened to Matthew McConaughey and Interstellar? He went in the black hole and, damn, that shit was scary shit, but... <laughs> um... Uh, in, in Interstellar, he survived. It was actually a supermassive black hole. It was a uh, it was a small black hole. That's how he survived. But you know, that's how there was a tesseract built. You know, you know, yeah, tesseracts are very fascinating. But you know, what tesseracts are it's, it's the fourth dimension. Uh, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. But that is the plot of Death Stranding. Hideo Kojima, suck it. <laughs> Drop the bike. So right when this game comes out. And this all develops unloads. Uh, I'm sorry, I said your name, uh, Rondo. Uh, uh, what's today's date? It's April, I don't know, 14th, April 14th, 2019. Adele Kojima, you have not released your game yet. Yeah, just you know, wanted to make that known. Uh, you know, I, I could be completely off, but yeah, I think that's I think that's what it is. <laughs> Hold on, so this is just your theory? Does this make sense? If this is just a theory, well, I'm, these are, I'm down. Uh, before Death Stranding, this is like things I thought of anyway. Not like Death Stranding was just something that's just like, wow. This is something that's just like some like minor not theories I had. This is like you. an epic. This is an epic. This is like I've had like minor theories or like maybe mosaic tiles that like with Death Stranding, like saw the chairs like, wow. This is like like something like it's putting together like a lot of ideas. I've previously had, but it's really not my ideas, right? These are ideas that were previously before me. I just like to read a lot of articles uh, 
a lot of articles uh, by astrophysicists. <laughs> so that's way how I learned a lot about this shit. You know, I, I didn't go to school for this shit. Uh, 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 Kaku. You yeah, man, you can be my sensei. Uh, Kaku is my sensei. If Michiukaku released an article, uh, I'd still read it. <laughs> why, why is that a pause? You said Michiukaku is my Oh, my gosh. Yeah, pause. Okay, yeah, true that. Well, yeah, Michiukaku is uh, you know, one of the most uh, famous alive astrophysicists today. Wow. So, astrophysics. Yeah, man. What exactly is astrophysics, and how I mean, can it's, we... It's astronomy, and it's a combination of science of astronomy and physics. Uh, what does it apply to us, though, in our day, everyday lives? You uh, know? Astro, our, our understanding of both these sciences, the, our unlocking the secrets of both of these sciences, is really our way of unlocking how it's possible to become interstellar. That's really what, what the really... The goal, I believe, all astrophysicists are. <laughs> it's, hey, can we actually discover life somewhere else outside this planet? That's pretty much like the goal, I believe, uh, primary objective or theory or, or desire of every astrophysicist. That's, dude. Okay, so let's talk about this, Ronnie. Uh, I'm sorry. Let's talk about this, uh, Rondo. Uh, 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 but, uh, you know, like, we're getting closer already to finding alien life, if not, if we've already found it. If, if not. You know, on the International Space Station, dude, they have, like, a farm where they put, like, different types of bacteria and organisms out, like, on some kind of, like, outside, like, I don't know, like, it's just exposed to the vacuum of space and the radiation and everything. And for, like, two years, they survived. So that kind of, in essence, is alien life. There's certain bacteria organisms, Ronnie, that can, that we've already shown that can, that can survive in the extreme conditions of the vacuum of space, extreme radiation, no protection from extreme radiation. So, Ronnie, if we didn't have an atmosphere protecting us, that's what the world of us is. We would just be incinerated by, like, the solar radiation. The bombarding our planet. The only thing that's keeping us alive is this, we're a super magnet. It's, the, it's the, the molten iron magma core of our planet. And the tectonics of how it's always moving, it creates a just a super magnet. If for some reason, Ronnie, the, the 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 core of our planet cooled down and cooled, and stopped churning, we would lose our we'd probably lose our magnetic force, and we we'd be like the surface of the Mars, or Venus. If we lost our our our, our protection from solar radiation, that's bump that could be bombarding us every day, it'd be a wrap. Oh shit. So, uh, I like talking about, uh, uh, we, we talked about this before, even though it's, you know, I know it's like just pulp fiction, <laughs> but, uh. What'd you do with the, uh. Oh, I'll put it down. Uh, the flashlight. <laughs> it's like right over here. Let me see. Oh, my, my bad. It fell oh, off. Yeah, you good. Yeah. I'm glad you, uh. Yeah, we definitely need the flashlight, Ronnie. Uh, Rondo, that's important, so I'm glad you're on top of that. <laughs> can't, can't lose the light, man. Can't lose the light. Can't lose the light. Yo, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. This was the Rondo Show, um, season three. Um, I appreciate you, Dell, coming on the show. 
as usual. We always have a good time. Um, that was us, man. We was out there in, on the lake, on the water, camping, just talking, man, by the fire, just <sighs> life, man. Open your mind. It's way more than you may perceive on the surface. But don't open your mind. It's on you, man. It's how you want to live it. I love you either way. I appreciate whoever tuned in to this. Um, stay tuned. We got more shit coming. Um, the next episode is about to be super dope. Um, I ain't really going to speak too much on what's going on. But, yeah, man. Tune in. The Rondo Show podcast on Instagram uh, at the Rondo Show official page. On Twitter, the Rondo Show. Um, Follow me on Twitter too. Rondo the kid. I was rocking with six. I'm 27. I beg your pardon. I'm just knocking down bitches. Best MC in Baltimore. You try to copy my steeds? Just admit I'm your father, boy. And plus you out of my league. What's up with all these whack rappers? And why you following me? Man, I'ma tell the kids to stay in school, but fuck the college degree. Any shots to the face? Right shotgun with my ace. Boom, coon, that's my fool. Niggas riding all day. Hard drive for the classics, I'ma sleep good in my casket the Pretty girls get pampered, the ghetto girls be tampered And that's real Solo, solo, solo Riding down, down while we get it, you got it Riding down, down while we get it, you got it Riding down, down while we flip it, yeah, that's hot Side get get money, east side get get dough, right, north real. side get get paper, south side nigga you ain't know. Right. <laughs> Kush God bitch, nigga you ain't know. Ah, uh, right. nigga you ain't know. One time for the east side, two times for my niggas, three times for the hard work, four bands for my get up. I walk through with them galaxies, them young niggas face lit up. I'm 29 since 19, I've been doing this, my nigga. All I know is get figures, got tunnel vision on dope. Got a wife at home and she be pressed for time for them other bitches, it's slow. Rolling up a blunt, pop, pop. See the roses on the bottom, ain't mo. Came through this motherfucker with a O, and I'ma smoke it all and get blown. Kush God shit, you know. That's what I'm born to do Said I'll stay out Double RL Toss on some new shit And put an audible Still ain't fuck up Maria But you dead trying to keep up Bartender joint Looking like me up Too many margaritas So gone So slow Slow mo And with this rap shit Nigga I'm so cold From 55th to 110th It's your nigga Dizzle off the strength Get off my dick And pay your rent Nigga So low So low So low Oh my god, you're so fucking beautiful, so fucking beautiful, you're so fucking beautiful, I could get used to you. Sorry that my approach is a little aggressive But I believe that you were sent to me as a blessing Oh Lord, oh Lord 
shout out to my homie, you looking out for your boy I swear I got you when I make it to the top And you know how I work, I'm never patient, never stop I wanna see you twerk, mommy shake it, baby drop Body worth like 80 grand, all that hating need to stop Or you need to find a man just to satisfy your box My girl, my biggest fan, she always listen when I drop I swear you the one, and this rap shit is gonna take care of my son Take him to the mall, fresh pair, and some ones I can only give you truth on the snare of the drum I'm the hottest out now, don't compare me to bums Uh, uh